Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code REDBOX at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com. This time around on Holy Smokes Catholic Review, it will be the return of the gospel. You heard me right, the return of the gospel. Also, we'll have our uh, usual cigar review. We'll probably play a game and some other fun stuff, maybe a surprise, who knows. All that and more on Holy Smokes Catholic Review. Okay, so the boys should be here uh, shortly, uh, so we'll be talking to them. And uh, now listen, uh, last week, oh, I should mention that we have moved from one room to another. So before, you know, because of the pandemic, we were in the church, okay? And it's big, and it's echoey, and it's noisy with the air conditioners. So we've moved to a smaller space, so less echo, all right? And not a lot of noise, with the exception of you're going to hear a beep on occasion in the background, okay? Now, what that is, it's the uh, air conditioner system beeping to tell me that I need to get someone out to change the filters okay so it's been beeping for a while now so uh you know what once you hear it a few times you just get used to it and you don't even hear it anymore so you're gonna hear this little beep i'm waiting for it to come up okay so perhaps here hold on here it comes okay there it is all right see so that little beep you get used to it and then you don't hear it anymore okay so but uh we're in a new room now let me uh just say that you know we And I mentioned this last week that the three of us had discussed dropping, you know, at the end of the podcast, we or towards the end, we we read the gospel and then we comment on the gospel. Okay, so we decided to drop that portion of the podcast. Well, I got a couple of emails, uh, Donna Farrell being one saying, no, don't do that. All right. So here's what we're going to do. I will be reading the gospel towards the beginning of this podcast and then giving a short reflection not so much a homily, but a short reflection on the, the gospel text and perhaps the other readings from that particular weekend, which will be the weekend before this podcast is recorded, okay? All right? So just like, you know, old times, only in the beginning, okay? And probably just by myself, unless one of the guys is here. You know, they work, and so it takes them time to get here. So me being uh, impatient, or so I've been told, uh, I start the podcast sometimes without them. All right, so what can I say? Hey, uh, I told you a few weeks ago about the movie Fatima, the new film. Okay, and it's uh, out and uh, 20 bucks. Uh, So, uh, you know, it was okay for me. I'm not saying don't watch it. I think you should watch it. But it was this version. I like the 1954 version much better. But this is pretty good. All right. But um, so movie or no movie, uh, there's a really great that you got to see. It's a documentary that came out many years ago, hosted by Ricardo Montalban. And it's posted on. um, Well, it's from YouTube. Okay, it's on YouTube. 
But if you go to mysticpost.com, they have, it's all four parts. There's four parts. I think it was an hour long, a documentary, and uh, they've broken it down into four parts. So if you really want to see a great documentary on Our Lady of Fatima, hosted by Ricardo Montalban, you know he played Khan in the Star Trek film, right? Uh, and also in the original series, he was the original Khan. And then in Star Trek II, uh, he was, uh, it was the return of Khan. Okay, the Wrath of Khan was the name of the movie. So, in any case, he, you know he's a good Catholic. So he uh, hosted this. Uh, he was a documentary on Fatima. So check that out because I believe with each passing day, uh, I got to tell you, I think uh, Fatima, the apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima, are more and more. What can I say? The apparitions. Uh, are more important. I see their importance more clearly every day with each passing day. Okay, their importance and um, just what they mean for our times. Okay, so check that out. Uh, again, it's mysticpost.com and uh, it's right there. Okay, so you can see it's on the front page. It's big and you can't miss it. Okay, a little church news. Actually, this is a promo for the RCIA and Alpha program. Actually, it's Alpha RCIA. So uh, what this is is a program for persons who would like to become full members of the Catholic Church who are not already. Okay, so many of our students are persons who are not baptized. Uh, Some are baptized as Protestants and they want to become Catholic. Some persons are baptized Catholic, but were never confirmed. And also we have some persons who join us who are already confirmed Catholics, but just like to grow in knowledge of the church and her teachings. Okay, so we meet every Monday night uh, from seven to eight o'clock. It's only an hour because of the pandemic. Okay, seven, eight o'clock every Monday. Okay, and it's a journey through the church, uh, her teachings, the scriptures. We study the commandments, the credo. And uh, so, uh, again, you can register. Now, if you're that person or you know somebody, okay, uh, just just uh, all you have to do is go to the website, sjvnm.org, and you can register or, better yet, just show up. All you have to do is show up every Monday from 7 to 8, and we'll get you started. Now, you're saying, no, I, I'm, I don't even live in New Mexico, but you know what? Uh, every Catholic church has a similar or the same program, and, uh, you know, they, they would love to have you. Okay, if you're if you're baptized or not, whatever the case, even if you're confirmed Catholic and would just like to go and learn more about the church, I'm sure they would love to have you. So, you know, check your your parish close by and get involved. As for us, again, every Monday, seven to eight o'clock and you can register again at sjvnm.org or just show up. Okay, and uh, be present and we have fun and it's a great time and there's discussion, there's questions and, you know, we just it's very informal. Everybody likes to pitch in and, you know, do their, uh, you know, ask the questions or, or someone has a comment and we just let it all flow and just let the spirit take us where he will. And it's a lot of fun. Okay, that's for the Alpha RCIA. By the way, RCIA is the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults, in case you didn't know. Okay, all right. So. It is gospel time. Gospel time. Okay, so gospel time, and uh, this is from the 25th Sunday of Ordinary Time, Matthew 20, 1 through 16. Okay, so Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out at about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And so he said to them, you too go into my vineyard and I will give you what is just. And so they went off and he went out again around noon and around three o'clock and did likewise. 
going out at about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around, and he said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? And they answered, Because no one has hired us. And so he said to them, You too go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also got the usual wage. And so receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who bore the day's burden and the heat? But he said to them in reply, My friend, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you, or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus the last will be first and the first will be last. Okay, great uh, text from uh, Matthew's Gospel. Um, and if it's in with the, uh, the reading, you know, the first reading, let me just read the first line of the first reading, which is taken from Isaiah. This is actually 55, uh, six through nine. So seek the Lord while he may be found, call him while he is near, let the scoundrel forsake his way and the wicked, his thoughts, let him turn to the Lord for mercy. Okay. So for me, these readings really speak to us about the mercy of the Lord. This first reading from Isaiah is an invitation to the sinner to turn away from sin and to find salvation in the Lord. Okay. That's where the person, the sinner finds his happiness. His true purpose is in the Lord, not in a life of sin. So this is an invitation by the Lord to experience the mercy of the Lord, uh, whose mercy endures forever. His mercy is like an ocean and no sinner is beyond the reach of God's mercy. Okay. So this is an invitation through Isaiah. We hear it in the first reading, this invitation to the scoundrel, to the sinner, to turn away from sin, to turn away from that misery of sin and the result of sin, which is hell and to, to experience the joy of the glory of, of the Lord in his heaven. Okay, so to the gospel, which I believe speaks to us very clearly about the immensity of the mercy of the Lord. Here we have a story about a man who's a landowner. Okay, so he sends out men early in the morning, say five o'clock to go work out in his field. Later on, that man is in the marketplace. It's around nine in the morning. And then again at 12, okay, noon, he sees men standing around doing nothing. So he hires them and he sends them out into the the vineyard later on in the day, three o'clock in the afternoon. And then again at five, he sees other men standing around and he asked them, what are you doing? Well, no one's hired us. So he says, go out and work in my field. Okay. And I will give you what is just. So at the end of the day, when all the men came back, the man, the landowner gave all of them the same pay. So in other words, those men who worked who started at five in the afternoon received the same amount as those men who started at five o'clock in the morning. And it was the full day, the full, the full, the full amount, the entire daily wage. Okay. He didn't, he didn't prorate it. Okay. You worked only two hours. Here's, here's your pay. Uh, no, the full wage, which caused those men who started at, at five o'clock in the morning to grumble saying, this isn't fair. We slave away in your, in your, in your, in your vineyard under the sun all day we labored and, and you're going to give them the same pay as us. This is not fair. Of course, the landowner turns to them and says, 
my friend, are you jealous? You, 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 you're jealous because I'm generous? Is this not my money? Am I not free to do with my money as I wish? What's it to you if I if I want to give this one who started at five o'clock in the afternoon the same as you? Okay, so maybe you're that person who is, you know, baptized Catholic, raised in the church. Okay, you were very much involved. You received all the sacraments. You were part of the youth group. Okay, you made the Steubenville treks. All right. Uh, now you're married. You're raising your seven children in the church. Uh, you're a member of the uh, auxiliary. You help out over at St. Vincent de Paul. You're a Eucharistic minister. You're a lector. You teach CCD. You're, you head up the, the confirmation program. You pray the rosary every day with your family. Uh, you, you go to confession often. Okay, you're a faithful follower of Jesus. You seek every day to do the right thing and to avoid evil. Well, the gates, because you're a follower, because you're a child of the Lord, the gates of his heaven are wide open to you. Okay? But maybe you're that person who is a latecomer. Okay, maybe you were baptized, maybe not. You spent your whole life living in sin. That's the choice you made, but later on in life. Okay, maybe in your 50s, you had a conversion experience. Maybe in your 60s or 70s, you had a conversion experience and you found your way to the Lord or back to the Lord and you've repented. Okay, that same mercy, that same, the, the, the doors, well, let me put it this way. The doors of heaven, the doors to God's heaven are open up to you just as much as they are to the person who has spent his or her whole life serving the Lord. Now. Maybe you're a person who, maybe you're baptized or you're not, but you've lived a, a sinful life, and now, later on in life, you're feeling a tug. Maybe the Holy Spirit is calling you. Maybe the Lord is inviting you. Okay, that's the first reading, isn't it? Okay, let the scoundrel renounce his sin. That is, confess or, or to repent and to be converted. Let the scoundrel renounce his sin, turn back from his way. So maybe the Lord is calling you from that sinful way and into his, his abode. Okay. And if you turn from your sin and turn to the Lord and repent, okay, the door, he will swing those doors open, open to you just as wide as, as he has them open for, for those who have spent their whole lives serving him as the immensity of his mercy. Okay. Now, of course, there is that issue of purgation. I don't know if I mentioned this a second ago or not, but there's purgation. Okay. We have to be purified because nothing impure enters heaven. So we have to be purified, but all remember this, all the souls in purgation or in purgatory are on their way to heaven. They're simply being purified from any stain of sin in order to enter into the presence of the Lord on the other side of this life. But all the souls in purgatory are on their way to heaven. So maybe you're that person who is, is maybe you're searching, maybe, maybe you need, or you have this desire to turn away from your sin and to find the Lord. Of course, you have to turn away from your sin. I mean, you can't keep one foot in the sinful world and then one foot in, in the, the glory of heaven. It doesn't work that way. A person cannot serve both God and mammon. All right. But maybe the Lord is calling you. So turn away from that sin and he will open the door wide open to you. Okay. And again, the same, it's open as it is open to you as it is for those persons who have given their lives to serve the Lord.
Okay, and I think this is what the gospel really is all about, the immensity, the depth of the mercy of the Lord. And as you know, if you've studied the uh, the uh, apparitions or the appearances of our Lord to St. Faustina, you know that he revealed to her just how awesome his mercy is. He compared it to an ocean. He said, my ocean or my mercy is an ocean. Okay, isn't that incredible? Okay, so there you have it. That's the gospel, I, uh, as I see it anyway, for the 25th Sunday of Ordinary Time. Okay, let's look at uh, some headlines. By the way, I'll read the headlines so you won't have to. How about that? So pigs, wild pigs, they call them swine. They are multiplying. They were a problem in 17 states, now in 39 states, and multiplying fast, and swine kill people. They hunt people down and kill them. So if you thought that 2020 couldn't get any more bizarre... Now we have to contend with wild pigs multiplying. Uh, here in the state of New Mexico, birds, as you know, you've heard this, right? They've, uh, they've, they've, they, they're dying. They're just dying, falling out of the sky by the thousands. Birds are dying. No one knows why. You know, the expert said, well, maybe it's the smoke from the fires. It doesn't seem to be a problem in Arizona or California or in Colorado. But here in New Mexico, birds are dying. Okay, and in church news, uh, A.G. Barr was praised recently by Archbishop Charles Chaput, the former Archbishop of Denver and also Philadelphia. A.G. Barr, of course, the Attorney General. Uh, so Chaput uh, said of, of A.G. Barr that he is hated by all the right people. Okay, I'm sure you can figure out what that means. All right, so if he's hated by all the right people, he is loved by all the right people. All right, so that is according to, and this was at a prayer breakfast, I believe, uh, and uh, Charles Chaput, Archbishop, former Archbishop, um, made his comments. Again, it was a prayer breakfast or some kind of, or similar sort of event. And finally, this item, this is from spiritdaily.com. The debates between President Trump and Vice President Biden fall on uh, certain feast days. And uh, it's pretty interesting. Okay, so the first debate will be September 29th. That's hosted by Chris Wallace from Fox News, who I passed by once at a football game at Lambeau Field in Green Bay. So I'm walking one way. He's walking the other. Walked right past him. He's tiny. He's tiny little dude. So September 29th uh, will be the first debate, the feast day of St. Michael and the Archangels. The second debate, October 15th, will be the feast day of St. Therese of Avila. And the final debate, October 22nd, will be the feast day of Pope St. John Paul II. And then there's one vice presidential debate between Pence and Harris. So that's October 7th, the feast day of Our Lady of the Holy Rosary. How about that, huh? Okay, Tony, coming up. Okay, so we're going to have a, a, a quiz. All right, Tony, I'm going to quiz mm-hmm. you, being that Will's not here, so I'm going to quiz you. Okay. All right. Okay, so, uh, and it's a Genesis quiz. Genesis, like it's all the on the band? Book, it's all on the book of Genesis. Like the band? Not the band. Has nothing to do with Phil Collins. Okay. Okay, but uh, all about the book of Genesis. Sounds great. All right. So how was your day, man? It was good. Are we live? Are we going? 
Dude, is this happening? Dude, weird. Are weird. we doing? Oh, we're okay. so on, man. Didn't realize we were doing. Yeah. Well, um, you know, it was work. Um, it was work. Beautiful day outside. And um, not yet seeing the fall temperatures, but we have been seeing something of the fall weather, you know? You know, today, and, is, the, uh, today is the first day of fall. First so. day of fall, in fact. Uh, right. At 7 o'clock this morning, it was the first moment of fall. What? Why 7 a.m.? Like 7 what something. Is, really? Yeah. I, I didn't I realize know. they get it down to that specific of a science. I didn't know that that was how they did it. That's, I just saw that on the news. That's all. Uh, that's pretty cool. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. In fact. Very cool. So um, so you had a good uh, weekend, a good week? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I can't complain. Um, what's been happening? Well, uh, I've been working. Of course, uh, Will is uh, not here tonight um, currently because he's working late at his new job. Which uh, is? Muffy's Muffins. Oh, my gosh. I don't, <laughs> I don't even want to know. See, well, you don't, when you go to the store, let's oh, right. say you go to the, the grocery store and you pick up your muffins from the bakery mm-hmm. and they have those nice designs with the, um, <coughs> with the icing, you know, right. and then they, a lot of times nowadays you can buy the ones with they, they have like a little plastic, uh, a little plastic toothpicks. <coughs> Excuse me know. while I blow my coronavirus yeah, all over the place. Yeah, thanks okay. I'm sorry. I'm um, go ahead. Go ahead. The, um, the plastic, uh, toothpicks that go inside the top of the so there's the nice design there's the cake and then there's the nice icing design and then there's the little toothpick with usually like maybe a picture of a disney character or something like that well how do you think those things get there somebody's got to put them there will will's new job is uh the toothpick placer he's a he's a toothpick placer now that's from what i've heard in the in the in the muffin the the muffin and cupcake world that's like that's a foot in the door that's how you get your foot in the door is you become a toothpick placer and um and then you move on from there like you know like maybe he helps to you know graduate into the icing you know then it could be the yeah. icing on the cake yeah so to speak so do you think he can actually handle this job i don't <laughs> he is a millennial i'm hoping i'm hoping he can i hope he shines i i'm all about it you know muffy's muffins i uh i'm sure he'll do great <laughs> Ugh, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, so first day of uh, fall, and uh, it was warm today. It was 80-some degrees. Sure doesn't feel like fall, except for the mornings. Very cold, right? It's I been mean, getting, it's, it's it's been getting colder. Mm-hmm. And the balloons are up. You know, we're not having a balloon fiesta this year, but yeah, still, there's, there's balloons all over the place. Two days ago, or actually Sunday morning here at the church, man, there are balloons all over the place. Oh, yeah. So who needs balloon fiesta when you got well, one right out your front door? You know? Well, we need balloon fiesta. We well, need it, we need we it to come back. We need it to come back. You know, you know. I already ranted about this before. I'm, I'm no fan of what's going on. I really am not. I, um, of it, what? The, the, uh, all the shutdowns? Yeah, the restrictions, the shutdowns. I just, I'm, See, you, you think it's a scamdemic, don't you? Absolutely. 100%. I think it started out as some kind of new virus. But I mean, look, we've never. OK, I'll keep this short because everybody has their own opinion. And my, I'm just one and I don't intend to make mine more important than anyone else's. Mm-hmm. But the reason I believe what I believe is because, um, you know, we could do this every year. We could say, hey, there's a new virus because literally there was a new virus every year. I guarantee you. In different this, strain of flu. There's a different strain of anything. Like we're so advanced into human history now that we don't, a year doesn't go by where there's not some new contagion showing up on the radar. Why has this one 
taken the world by storm? How has it gotten co-opted into becoming, you know, the big scary thing? And plus this whole science doesn't make sense. The science doesn't make sense. When you stand up and walk through the restaurant, you have to have a mask on. Somehow that's that's good. While you're sitting at a table surrounded by other people seated at their tables without masks on, then you're, you're in no danger. None of this makes sense. It's irrational. We live in irrational post-truth era and nobody's making sense. There's all kinds of, uh, I mean, you know, follow the politics, follow the uh, the decisions in the church, you follow all the, none of it is making sense. It's irrational. It's highly irrational. And this is why I believe it's a scandemic. I'm done with my rant. So like tonight when we went to the restaurant, mm-hmm. so we wore our mask going into the, the restaurant and mm-hmm. then all the way to the table. Once we got to the table, we took our mask off mm-hmm. and we're surrounded by other people. Breathing the same air, breathing the same air and, 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 and speaking and, and they're laughing. And when you're laughing, you know, you're blowing the mm-hmm. stuff all over the place. Okay. And you don't have to wear a mask and the waitress wasn't even, if was she wearing a mask? I think she yeah. was. Yeah. Okay. But when we were leaving, okay. And we weren't, when we were leaving, we were near no one. And yeah, she, and she, and she said, gentlemen, put your mask on. Make sure you have your mask on, which doesn't yeah. make sense. Like when you stand up, you're contagious. When you're sitting down, you're not. It just, yeah, the that whole makes, thing, that makes nothing no makes sense. sense. None of this makes sense. It's yeah, all that, irrational. That makes no sense. But, but, uh, you know, this thing is, I mean, if, if obviously it's killing people, I mean, that's, that's obvious, right? Stuff, well, stuff's killing people. We don't know for a fact that this is killing people. Well, there, there's, there's enough debate about, and even in the medical community about what is killing people. There's, there's enough debate to be dubious of it, right? That's my point. And I know other people have their own points. And look, I'm not, and like, if you are affected by it or have you, somebody, your loved one has been affected by it, I'm not trying to step on toes or get in the way. I'm not a medical doctor. So, you know, if you don't want to listen to me, don't listen to me. I'm just telling you why I believe what I believe. That's it. Okay. I'm going to do my thing. Yeah, that's fair enough. You know, plus I live up in North Corrales anyway. I just rent a tiny little casita in North Corrales and I'm away from everybody. My best friend is a coyote and a toad. And um, so look, I'm not affecting anybody. Nobody's, you know. And they and they don't have coronavirus. The toad who will be hibernating very soon and the, and the coyote who will, you know, comes around. And... I don't know. I think I heard a little, um, the, the toad sound like he had a little crick in his throat. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, anywho, um, what was I gonna? I was gonna. Um, I don't know what. I don't know what. Okay, so you saying it's a scandemic? Um, I'm just saying that it's 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 me, one more contagion. It's, it's yeah. one more contagion that has gotten co-opted by politics, and it's being used. You know what I recently heard, by the way, and not to spend too much time on this subject because we said we wouldn't, but I recently heard there are doctors out there, scientists, I guess that are saying that people need to stop talking as much, even with their masks on, in order to prevent the spread of more contagious virus. No, that's silly. That's just silly. That people need to be quiet. That need people need to... Now, I told a friend of mine, well, I, have no, I have just, no problem with people being quiet. <laughs> well, we need to do... Yeah, I have but, no problem with but, that. I, but for different reasons, right? Like, I would never say, oh, well, you need to stop talking in order to prevent the spread of contagious virus in the air. No, I would just say you need to be more, more quiet. We all need to be more quiet in order to mimic the monks and the contemplative nuns who find, um, you know, who find a spiritual path through silence. Right. right? So you're saying we need to be quiet for other reasons. Yeah. Than spreading totally. the virus. But not but not this whole, I mean, so, you know, I don't know. I, I saw that article and it's a legit article. The scientists are suggesting 
People need to be quiet in order to stop the spread of the, And I'm thinking, doesn't this just play right into the conspiracies of those who would say that the mask is just being used as a symbol of muzzle of the average citizen? Mm. There are those out there who say that, right? No, there are those I'd, who say, I'd have to think about that. Okay. There are those who say that this is just an icon. This is an icon of a muzzling. But why don't we just dig holes and we'll jump inside the holes and we'll stay there for another two years. And, you know, when the thing passes, then we'll come well, I was out. just reflecting the other day. You know, this does bring, you know, like this kind of thing. And, and I guess other things too could have done it for other people. But, you know, it does bring up the, the question, the questions of our mortality, really. Like that's what the really is profoundly behind all of it. I mean, for any one of us as a person of faith, we're faced with the big questions of mortality ultimately. And I, I, like we've said before on this podcast, there's a lot of people who probably are, you know, um, pun intended, deathly afraid of, of contagions and things that might kill them. Well, I say this is a graced period in which we can face our mortality even if it's a scandemic, in my opinion, we can still face those questions of mortality and say, am I ready to meet my maker? Am I detached enough from this earth to be able to let go and accept, you know, the, the reality of eternity? Um, what do I need to do spiritually? What do I need to do psychologically to prepare myself for that event? You know, I just watched my mom, you know, back in February, I watched my mom go through in her own demented state, go through several days, weeks of, of a subconscious detachment, right? In fact, um, we noticed the nurses were reporting to us that she was crying a lot every day for like days and days and days crying, waking up in the middle of the night crying. And it wasn't because she was in pain, but we, they, through their experience as nurses, they suggest that it's quite possible that this was a psychological separation that was happening mm -hmm. between her earthly life and her mm -hmm. soon to be earth, eternal life which is a god thing it's an absolute god because thing. god does not want us to be attached to the things of the earth but to be attached to him but and to detach ourselves from the things of the earth is painful yeah very totally. painful it's emotionally painful psychologically absolutely pain, absolutely so and and so you know and when it comes to this stuff going on right now i mean i think it's a graced period where we get to kind of wake up a little bit and say, okay, you know, let's, let's take advantage of this opportunity to, to, uh, face our, our fears or, you know, whatever those might be when it comes to our mortality and to our eventual death. Cause look, no one gets out of that. Right. We know we rise again with Jesus through our baptism. We will right. live forever with him. However, um, we are going to die. So it's a good opportunity to kind of face that, I think. And kind of put things into perspective. Yeah, yeah, and I mentioned this before. The truth is 100% of the people alive on this planet at this very moment are going to be dead one day. And we can't live every day living in fear because if we did, we wouldn't even have driven over here. Yeah. If I'm going to live in yeah. fear, I would not even there's get in my car. Yeah, there's there's more danger in getting in your car and driving across Albuquerque. Especially there, in Rio Rancho. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, well, so but, like that was my, that was my point. As I had to ask myself, you know, even recently, you know, do I want to live a sh would i and this is one of those like mcb minute questions you know and by the way we we do have some lined up just so you know so we'll hit those a little bit later but a mcb minute quest type question would be a short life lived normally or a long life lived artificially well i want a real life not artificial I, for me, I, I mean real. i don't want to live in a bubble and like no. if somebody said you can have 50 more years guaranteed if you live in this bubble or 
or if you don't choose that, then you get 25 years else, you know, without having to ever be in a bubble or anything. Well, I'd be like, at, okay, 25 years. I don't, at, I don't want to live in a bubble just so I can live 50 years and 25 years longer. As a priest, I could say, okay, we're not having, an, you know, any masses. I'm not going to visit the sick. Okay. Because of the pandemic. Well, look at uh, Damien and Molokai. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Who, who knew the danger? Okay. He could totally have just not gotten onto the island. Like all the he other priests. He could have totally have lived separate from like the other Like all the other priests who refused to go. Mm-hmm. And he knew what could possibly happen, and he went anyway. Absolutely. Okay. And he didn't he, just go, but then like he got close to them. He oh, did he, everything that the bishop had said and the superior of his order had said he shouldn't do. He hugged them? Yeah. He reached out to them. He anointed them. He touched them with the, you know... There's controversy now because there's a video on the internet of a priest using a uh, cotton sw- a cotton Q-tip or whatever to apply mm-hmm. holy oil in a confirmation, yeah. which is dubious matter. Well, um, it's we dubious did, matter. But, but I'd be curious what our what our what our Rome, canon lawyer says here. But there is no. But Rome gave the permission this year to for us to confirm with a Q-tip. Did they? Well, and I, and the Q-tip that I use is this big old thing. I mean, this thing was massive. Like, but you know. Two inches round, right? right. So I, I slobbered it Well, on. you like to slobber the oil on anyway, yeah. so. But now I'm back to using my thumb when I'm anointing people. Because, I, you know, just wash your hands. Yeah. I wash my hands before I anoint. Just I wash my hygiene. hands after. Right? Well, you so. wonder, like, this is why the God gave us epidermis. Yeah. Right? He gave us epidermis in order to prevent mm-hmm. transmission of mm-hmm. contagions between two humans. And listen, know? if you just, if you, if, if everyone washed their hands and not touched their face. Yeah. Because that's, and if you touch your face, if you have to touch your face because your eye is itching, wash your hands first. Yeah. Because that's how we get sick, you know? Okay, so some guy rubs his nose. Right. He, he opens the door. Then you come along, you open the door, and then you rub your eye, and now you've got the, the disease, whatever it is. Right. You know? So if we if we just washed our hands a lot and, and not touch our face, you colds would... We wouldn't suffer colds or flu or anything. A lower incident of it anyway, yeah. you would think. Much but there's lower. always going to be something. I mean, this is the great, again, in addition to our reminder of our mortality, it's a reminder right. of the fact that as strong as God made us, and it is quite, quite remarkable how strong the human body is, it's also a reminder that we're fragile, right? That we're out wow. of control. We're not in control of the situation. No, that's right. There is a great fragility that we live with, and this is what moves us to a kind of a reliance or a leaning on the strength of God that... You know, that we can't control our right. destiny. We can't say when we're going to catch a bug or have a broken bone or whatever. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't predict all the accidents and, and the mishaps of life and the things that come your way that you can't plan, right? You just can't. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, we, we like to think we're in control. It's kind of narcissistic, right, that we're in control. Totally. Well, I can control what I'm wearing today. Should I wear the black with the black or the black with the black? The black pants with the black shirt or the black shirt with the black pants. Right. I can kind of control that. Yeah. But, you know, when people say, hey, Padre, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I don't know what's gurgling down below. Sure. So I have no control. And we see with this pandemic, okay, and you say uh, scamdemic. Well, if it's real, whatever the case is, we can see how easily humanity can be brought to a dead stop and how a little tiny bug that's microscopic can bring a grown man to his knees. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we, and that's true. We don't have control, but yeah. you know what? At the same time, we cannot live every day, every minute in fear. No. We just can't do it. No. Otherwise, we would never leave the house. We right. would become like Howard Hughes. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was famous for his like. Oh yeah, he was ger- germaphobe. He, you know, he's, to the nth degree. And it was just weird, and he got weird, and the whole bit. Right? Yeah, you, you you end up in like a place of neurosis, don't you? Yeah, when absolutely. you try to avoid when you try to avoid all your fears. But you can't do it. You can't do that, man. I mean, like, what's the most often thing said by Jesus in the Bible? It's do not be afraid. And yeah, and you can't be afraid. You know, by the way, when you and by the way, and I don't and I don't mean by the way, just for the listeners and so forth. I'm not saying that Jesus is going to come out and miraculously save us from all of our fears. No, that's not how it's going to happen. You know, he's going to be there with us while we face our fears. And and sometimes bad things are going to happen to us. But if you live, but if you live in fear about everything, every little bug and everything else, just keep in mind when you crawl in bed tonight. (laughs) <laughs> There's bugs in your bed. Did you ever see those those old 2020s? Were they 2020s or oh, like yeah. 60 minutes or something? I when I was like a kid, I remember my dad would and they go make us the, watch it. The, and then they go with the black light yeah, yeah, and right. they, in the middle of the night. And then they show all the bugs that are in your bed. You know uh-huh. what I mean? The microbes and the bugs. Yeah, and absolutely. Like, oh, man. And then they discovered, you know, because they went through the hotel rooms and it's gross, you know. Yeah, it's even worse there. Yeah. And then the uh, worst, though, is this was in the back of the days of pay phones. Yeah. Oh, Oh, you know, oh, and, and by the way, you know, what's living on your cell phone, e. just FYI. Yeah, not to mention, I mean, like we're carrying these things around, we're setting them down, we're picking they, them up. You know but, what you they know. discovered? Now, doorknobs are the worst. Yeah. But they just, you know what they discovered? That public toilet seats were like the cleanest. Really? Because people are all, you know, worried about it. Yeah. So they clean them. They, they put yeah, the, exactly. Lots of cleaning and they put the, the, the gasket. Yeah, right. <laughs> the gasket. <laughs> yeah, the paper gasket. <laughs> That's right. So, so it's like one of the cleanest, right? Yeah. But so things that we just you know pick up and talk, you know, filthy, dirty. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm sure restaurant tables. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Gross. Yeah. Totally. Menus. Can you imagine all the stuff mm-hmm. living on menus? Yeah. Now now this is just starting to. I know it's gross, but it's true. It's true. Hey, uh, uh, speaking uh, of bathrooms, uh, I got a, I've got a good. What were you gonna say? I've got a good joke. Well, let's I'd, let's hear the joke. All right. Where do bees? Go to the bathroom. Where do bees go to the bathroom? The BP station, of course. Oh, please. <laughs> the BP station. Wow. Yeah, there you go. That's a good joke. Yeah, that's a good joke right there, bro. Yeah, that's a good joke, bro. Good dad joke. Hey, um, speaking of um, narcissism, you know, our, our celebrities are always were we, doing... Were we speaking of narcissism? Our, ce- oh, our yeah, celebrities are always doing something weird these days and they you know some could claim that they're definite narcissists and that we kind of like make them narcissists by the amount of attention we give them you know they're just humans except for and they the, got uh, lucky the emmy emmys this year's emmys like no one watched is that the case that jimmy happened kimmel. this past week or something jimmy kimmel to me i'm sorry i well no i'm not sorry see i keep saying i'm sorry when i'm but not you're sorry. really not sorry i'm not sorry yeah. jimmy kimmel is just not funny he's not funny i've heard him say a couple funny things but that's a couple in a long period of time that i've ever heard he used, him say to, stuff. he used to host this show called the man show that was funny he's not funny yeah 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 well and plus he's just you know like so many of them they've 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 not stayed in their lane they've gotten all political you know yeah and, that's what yeah that's the other thing and look and, and i'm not and I, like i mean obviously we you and i agree that like average citizens can be political and can speak about politics and religion and any number of other things right like we sometimes do here but um but to but to use the platform that'd be like you know, it'd be like if every weekend you got up at the homily and spoke about politics and made that a point. You don't. Now, sometimes you do. And of oh. course, in this election year, <laughs> it's important to help well, guide yeah. souls into an active participation in the oh. country uh, through the voting process and to help guide them along the lines of acting according to their conscience and, mm-hmm. and the right you know, motives of conscience. But but I'm talking about like celebrities like Jimmy Kimmel, who, you know, seem to, you know, 
seem to do it just because mm-hmm. they have a platform. And then who's the guy on CBS? What's his name? Colbert? Yeah. You know, he wrote a book. His book was funny. He had a funny show. Yeah. But then he's now he's on CBS and he's not funny. Yeah. Because it's just, yeah, it's they, just, well, it's I'm, not, and it's not even humor. It's just slamming on the enemy, I guess, right. you know? Did you ever so. see that movie? Um, I think, did I bring this up on the podcast already? Idiocracy. I love that movie. It is prophetic. It's very prophetic. It is absolutely. I'm gonna, prophetic. We're going to have to have a. We're going to have to have a, a viewing again soon. It's because prophetic. It's been several well, years since I've seen it. But it's a lot of crass language. Well, no, I'm not suggesting that people go and see it or that we show it to other people. Oh, I'm saying that you and I, or me, you, and Will, should all get together and watch it again. And then because talk about we, because you know, yeah, whenever, like a review. There are many people that think that we're kind of like living in those times. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, that it's movie set a little is so further, prophetic. It's set it a little further into the future. There's a little more sci-fi built behind it, but it's a total mm-hmm. satire. It's supposed to be like a little bit of comedic and tragic and traumatic. And it's really just full. It's just a complete satire on the times. And when it came out back in the eighties, there's no way anybody could ever foresee this time that we're living in now yeah. and how it, how well it matches the movie. But it's prophetic. Oh, absolutely. And, and by the way, the uh, voices of uh, those who were prophetic are really becoming very clear now, like say Fulton Sheen, mm-hmm. the things he said back in the absolutely. 1950s and 60s absolutely. concerning our times. And we're seeing now how, just how clear he, he really saw the future. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, totally. No, hundred percent. Okay. So this is what I'm going to say about the, uh, about the, 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 the famous people. Mm. So there's a singer named Billie Eilish is pretty popular with the mm-hmm. kids these days. And it's something that concerns me because I see a trend happening in the culture and in the, and maybe on a global scale of just what I would call just flat out child abuse, tons of child abuse going unmarked, unacknowledged. Right. And, and parents course, and parents are letting their children listen to this. They're listening. We talked about the Cardi B issue last, I think it was last week and, and, you know, and other forms of entertainment that they're out there, movies, uh, songs, lyrics, um, movements, fashion. I mean, there, there's a child abuse happening, right? Mm-hmm. There really is. Like par- parents take note. And of course the people that listen to this podcast, there's all these, if they're parents, they don't have any problems in this regard. Um, I don't think, but, um, no, that, you know, this is more for us. Listeners to, will agree. Right. This is more for maybe us to figure out ways, um, to, to begin to be apologists against this child abusive culture that's, that's raging. And continue to get gain steam, it seems. So this Billie Eilish cat, um, she is a popular singer. She actually sang a song at the Democratic National Convention. She's mm-hmm. the one with the green dye mm-hmm. hair. Um, and no talent. And I'm only pointing that out just because, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying anything about her looks or anything. But um, she, uh, so she released a couple of dolls that, that kids can buy. At the store, presumably in the near future, maybe even like fan van, fans who are adults could buy it, would buy that. I don't know, but anyway, um, they're they're dolls and they're kind of fashioned after her to look a little bit like her. And uh, one of the dolls looks like her, kind of like dressed in black goth type fashion, and then with like these black wings. I saw a picture of this doll on the on online, and then the black wings and the title of the doll. The title, the name of the doll, which is more of a title, is All the Good Girls Go to Hell. Isn't that lovely? That's uh, just beautiful. Isn't I'm that touched. I'm, I'm getting that great that, that, this, that this person who has I'm so much. I'm getting teary-eyed. 
I really am. It's touching. This yeah. person who has so much like pull in culture, pop culture right now, right? And sway over young minds, especially young girls, has a doll that's called All the Good Girls Go to Hell. What kind of message is that sending? Like that's that is a completely antithetical to the gospel message, to the Christian message. Right? It's completely antithetical. And I have to say, I've said this before, and I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I do sense that right now in society and in maybe even the globe, there is a great spiritual oppression that's happening. Mm-hmm. The evil one is darkening consciences. And and why is that, Tony? And this is an example. Tony, right? why is it's that? It's a complete example because his time is short. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's the answer to the question. His time is short. <laughs> I knew you. And I only said that because I know that's what, you're, that's what you say all the time. Because it's true. <laughs> It's true. I hope you're right. I don't know if it's short or not. It could be another 10,000 years worth of, no, of this nonsense. I, I don't no think idea. so. But his time is short. And um, yeah, he's a loser. And no, but we see this like never before. And it's such an increase. And so rapidly. Yeah. I mean, think about how quickly it's all come. It's just how quickly we've, I mean, how, how far we've sunk in such a short period of time. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, look, you know, people used to be scandalized by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. You know, whole lot of love. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. And even, even, even more innocent things in an era prior to that one. Yeah, exactly. There was a time when Elvis shocked when people saw Mm -hmm. Elvis gyrating on TV. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This was, oh, and the censors and everybody. I'm still shocked by it, but yeah, I know I'm a unique person, but no. And then, so that was, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. It's true. Okay. And, and then here we are today and we, you know, and, and then we watch Miley Cyrus on TV uh, wearing you know, nothing and we, and we, and we're so desensitized. We that's say a nothing. perfect example of, of what this, uh, this, um, machine, this child abusive machine has done to, uh, even these stars, right? Like even these stars are victims. I'm sure maybe Billie Eilish is a victim of, of the of the great machine, but certainly Miley Cyrus. I remember when her whole thing, her whole shtick was the innocent girl, right? Who was a daddy's girl and she was a good girl and she was coming into the industry and she was singing songs that were innocent. And then and then the, 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 you could see the point at which the machine got a hold of her, right? this evil, evil empire, which I'm sure is part of Hollywood and the music industry and so forth. And they flipped her. They, they flipped her. Like, you know, all of a sudden there's drugs involved, there's sexual promiscuity. And of course the latest news about her um, also out this week was that this is the out, the outfit that she chose for the Emmys. Would she have gone to the Emmys? Yeah. I maybe as, a, as an I, I audience don't, member. Well, I don't, maybe I don't watch. Not, not, a, not as a, I don't not watch. as a participant. Like maybe like, cause she's a music person. That would be the Grammys, but I don't know if she was attending. No, but music or, people go she'd to gone, the She'd gone to some thing, public thing, and it, and the headline was, this was the most scantily clad outfit she's ever worn. Like, what a sad trajectory no, but that's this has whole thing. been for her life. But they're all trying to outdo each other in slutty. Okay, so it started with J-Lo. Yeah. Who had some weird dress and, yeah. you know, and then, and then Miley Cyrus and then comes along Katy Perry. And then this person and that person, and they're all trying to outdo each other in smutty. I'm sorry. It's well, what's, no, what's I'm not really sorry. Sad. Well, what's sad? What's sad is that you know, at a time when we're when when there's when the feminists are saying that they want to you know have an increase in um, what do you call it? Like I don't know, say equal rights or or equal dignity or whatever you know, for women is the very time when a lot of these women 
are completely debasing themselves. They're completely, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're completely working towards the opposite goal. Exactly. Right. The, I mean, so and, it's confused and it's a contradiction. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're, they're taking away their dignity. They're, they're, this is not the path to being respected, to being, uh, given equal dignity mm-hmm. to, um, you know, to, to, to being seen for, for your, who you are as a person. This is not the path, man. And, and that evil one, like I said, he's, he's darkening consciences on a, on a grand scale right now. I'm convinced. I don't, otherwise the, this irrationality that's raging, this, this, um, this immorality that's raging, none of this would be happening unless, you know, unless these dark forces were just working overtime, like you said. So there you go. Well, that was, uh, that was good. Oh, there's, I think that's Will. I hear the doors shaking. I sure hope he brought muffins with him. I'm going to go open up the door real quick. Okay. And then we're going to do a quiz. Okay. So let's, uh, let's get into the quiz, shall we? We're going to get into the quiz. Yeah, well, we got, we've got to, we got to let Will get settled in. Yeah, we will. Um, we fresh will. off of, uh, fresh off of his shift over at, uh, Muffy's Muffins. And uh, where he's been, uh, where he's been stabbing the plastic toothpicks yeah. into the muffins. That's right, right there on yeah. the top of the icing. Um, we yeah. actually, uh, we actually sell mufflers too. That's a part of the uh, Muffy's muffins and mufflers. Yeah, wow. Yeah, well, that's a very diverse so, uh, business. That's a pretty smart business plan on yeah, your part. Yeah, it's uh, and you know, uh, you actually get a free muffin every time you buy a muffler. So. A free muffin yep. for every muffler. Now, when you I say like muffler, are we talking about car mufflers or the mufflers you wear around your neck? Is that a... What <laughs> era are you from? Exactly. You don't call those mufflers. Scarves you call muff- mufflers. The original name for scarves, the proper name for scarves is mufflers. You want me to look it up? You want me to prove it to you? Do you want me to prove no, it to I you? No, I believe it. I just, I just feel like that came from like 1954 or something. Well, maybe it were, did, uh, and I've been around for a long time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, Father, uh, can you even see? I can't can even see, see Will. Will. No, nope. I can't see him. Can't see him at <laughs> There's all. There's a wall between Father yeah. and uh, with our new setup. We have a and, new setup and, here and with the podcast. And, so. and that stinks how? Uh, you know, I'm just wondering. And, and uh, well, problem, maybe you're keeping a... your stink on one side of the wall. We should probably close the door because I think those cords <laughs> will pass under the door. He can be in there all by himself. <clears throat> Okay, so we're going to do a quiz, and then we'll follow it up with a McBee Minute, and uh, it'll just be grand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, so this is a old Genesis. Not the band. Not the band. No, not the band. Not, so the, not be, the Sega There'll be no system. Phil Collins questions. Right, not the Sega game console. Sega Genesis was a game console. Uh, yeah, who was the original singer for Genesis, by the way? Well, apparently you know? not Phil Collins. No, Peter Gabriel. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's okay, right. so question number one. This is all from the book of Genesis. All right. Okay. First book of the Bible. That's Are you what ready, the word Will? Means. Yep. Okay, number one. What is the first word to appear in the Bible? The first word in the Bible. In? In. There you go. Yeah. It's the only three words, by the way, that, that it shares with the prologue of, of St. John mm-hmm. in the beginning. That's right. And then St. John goes off on the word, and then and, but, but Genesis goes a different direction. That's mm-hmm. good. Number two, while God saw how good all the things he created were, he saw that humans were what? Very good. Very good. There you yeah, go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Very good. And then I don't know what happened. 
I, the I fall. Just, you have to yeah, read past fall, chapter yeah. two, bro. Yeah. The fall. You have <laughs> to read chapter it. three, man. That explains like, How far it. did you make it into Genesis? Keep going. Yeah. But uh, we've fallen so much further than... Seems like it. Yeah, that was okay. just the beginning. Yeah, number three. How many creation stories are recorded in Genesis? Two. There are two. Very good. Yep. Ambos. Okay, number four. Unos Cain, and dos. Chapter unos and chapter Cain, dos. who uh-huh. was Abel's brother, right? Uh-huh. Cain and his wife conceived and bore who? Hmm. Boaz. Nope. <laughs> Did no. you get it? Is that what it was? <laughs> no, nope. I'm just kidding. Nope. It's just the first biblical name that popped into my mind. I knew nope. it wasn't Boaz. Um, Cain and his wife gave birth to... Mm. Nope. Drawing a blank, man. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Enoch. Enoch. Oh, yes. Yes, oh, yes, 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 of course. Number five, what person lived to be 969 years old? Is that Noah? No. Methuselah. There you go. Ah. Yep. yep. Methuselah. Number six, besides the first covenant made with Adam and Eve, two other covenants were made. Name the two men with whom these covenants were made. This is all from the book of Genesis. Cain. No. No. No, you Cain. had it before. What? You Cain. had it before. Rainbows? Rainbows and uh rainbows and carrier pigeons. Mm. Oh, Noah. Noah. And? and then of course, um and then of course the father of many nations. Mm-hmm. Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. Abraham. And finally this one, uh at the end of the final chapter of Genesis, we read about whose death. It's right at the end, the very end of the book of Genesis. Somebody dies, we hear about who is it? Moses. No. No, of course, because he's still in Exodus. I'm kidding. That was a joke. Yeah. How that, about Noah? Funny. No. How about no? No. The end of Genesis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any guess? Abraham. Nope. Adam? Nope. <laughs> Showing our stupidity. I don't know. Mm-mm. Oh, just getting loopy tonight. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Who? Joseph. Joseph. Joseph and the the the... Dream coat of Technicolor dream yeah. coats. Yeah, that's right. The oh, yeah. Technicolor dream coat. Right. Color. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Donny Osmond. Uh, that, <laughs> that, that'd be there. We'll accept the answer, Donny Osmond. I feel like we need to edit that part out. That was a pretty bad uh, last question for all of us. Why? No, I'm not editing in. Yeah. Because it, I feel it, ashamed. Uh, it shows I feel your ashamed. humanity. No, but it shows your humanity uh, and it's it's humbling experience I didn't realize for you. that happened at the very end of Genesis, yeah. I'll have to admit. Yeah. But it's a yeah, great story. Know. Joseph and his brothers and they kidnap mm-hmm. him and... yeah. You know, and then of course he's a he's a precursor, right? He's a foreshadowing, yeah, part of part of the type, and and a nice connection too to Saint Joseph, even. Mm-hmm. Although the, I mean, all of the characters, you know, this is why the church says that the word Jesus Christ is in every word of Scripture, including the Old Testament, because you have so many prefigurements of Christ in His story, right? Right from the beginning. Right yeah. from the beginning, mm-hmm. even yeah. in the garden, you know, the, the, uh, tree of life is a prefigurement to Absolutely. the cross and, and so on. And right I, th- so. and I, the church says that, but I wondered, and I think Fulton Sheen was famous for also reiterating that, 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 that Jesus is in every word mm-hmm. of the sacred scripture, even the old Testament. Okay. So, um, I've got some, uh, McBee minute questions. I'm ready. Okay. I'm excited. Let me see if I can find them. Mm-hmm. For us to use. Mm. Boy, you're prepared. Shout out to Donovan McBee once more mm-hmm. for his weekly offerings. So here we go. Um, yeah. 
1770s or 1970s? Oh, I lived the 1970s. I would relive them again. I loved living in the 1970s. Oh, the 1970s. Hmm. The best. Zeppelin, Stones. Come on, man. We were into the Who. Yeah. Then came, you know, the whole punk rock thing. Oh, it was a blast. Yeah, I'd probably go 70s. Also. I would go the 1970s because I was born. In 1972, and for the first several years of my life, I remember it being pretty cool. It was actually a really nice time. Now, I wasn't involved in all the things and all those godless things that you just mentioned, Father. <laughs> no, but, but my, little, was... my little life on a farm in Indiana growing up in the yeah. first, you know, eight years of my life, it was pretty, it was actually really nice. Cope, very copacetic. Now, the reason I wouldn't say 1770s, although I'd be interested in, like, say, the American Revolution yeah, and all yeah. that, you know, like, but... Is because, like, think of all the things you wouldn't have back then. You wouldn't have... I wouldn't have my you motorcycle. Have in, you wouldn't have indoor plumbing. Yep. You, you wouldn't have... And you'd probably get you know, typhoid and die. Air. You would have probably have gotten a disease much worse than COVID and, yep. and died at a young age. You wouldn't have your cool Toyota. Yeah. Yeah, if you made it past that the you age said? of, like, 30. Toyota? No, what was the what was the car you just mentioned? Didn't you mention a car just now? A bear A guitar? I had a motorcycle. Oh, a motorcycle. Well, don't look at me like like I wasn't on the right track. I had a motorcycle. I was on the right track. I, I didn't had a dirt hear you. bike. I don't listen to half of what you say. <laughs> no, just, and, and you know, it was the 70s. Dad would take us fishing. I can't even and hear motorcycle half of the stuff would, saying. <laughs> look. <laughs> oh, you, because you don't yeah, have headphones. I don't have headphones. He's behind a wall. <laughs> now, whose fault is that? <laughs> That's what yours. Who's behind the wall? In, you're tucked in behind like, the wall. We have to work on this setup. Go buy yourself some headphones. We're going to have to work on this. And if you're waiting for me to buy you headphones, you're going to be late. How about you get out of a room like a weirdo? You're going to be waiting a long time. All right. Next, next big B minute question. Okay. Soapbox or high horse? Soapbox. Soapbox or high horse? A soapbox, you know, you know what a soapbox is, Father? Yeah. You know what a high horse is? Yeah. You know what the, 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 the idiomatic expressions mm -hmm. are? Right. Yeah, but is so, there a difference? Yeah. Soapbox. I think a soap, I would, I would say a soapbox is, is when you kind of, like when impassioned, you, it's like an, impassioned you're ranting speech. it. Like I was doing earlier, right? Like I was on a soapbox earlier ranting about my thoughts. You were a high horse is when you're, when you, when you're doing that in a position where you're suggesting, you know, best right. better than other people. A soapbox is just like, this is my opinion. This is, you know, I'm not, you know, you can have your soapbox. Mm -hmm. I've got my soapbox. A high horse is I'm on the horse. So what did you say? I'm, I'm going with soapbox. soapbox. Okay. Yeah. I have, I want to be different. So I want to go with oh, high horse. Yeah, I could see that. I figured. <laughs> yeah. hey, you know what the difference is though? If you chose soapbox. So our soapbox is, uh, Tony's soapbox was silly full of soap. They never wash. Oh, right. <laughs> Yes, that's right. That's why I have toilet paper left because I mean I haven't used toilet paper for years. He doesn't bathe anymore. Podcast. <laughs> well, did you have to tell me this? I had dinner with him. I, I know. I think you're well aware of this already. Yeah, dude. I'm, that's I'm why he's hiding behind the as wall. As he coughs yeah. straight into the microphone, right? All right, no worries. Fourteen day quarantine, dude. He doesn't understand the whole thing of with the arm, you know, putting your. You notice that? Sneezes, yeah, no. He yeah, just absolutely sneezing in my hands, and then I shake your hand. What's wrong he with that? He just Don? blows his stuff all over the room. <laughs> I, you know, I don't get it. Okay. okay, anyway. Here you go. Last last McBee minute question. Podcast or broadcast? Oh, podcast. Or what? Broadcast. Oh, broadcast. Podcast. Podcast or broadcast. <laughs> well, it depends yeah, on the broad, uh, broadcast. Broadcast. <laughs> broadcast, <laughs> yes. That was one of the issues, one of the language issues we've had earlier. So on. what about, what about uh, I don't, I don't I would know. Say, I would go with, um, 
I mean, like, think of the things that are broadcast. Radio shows are broadcast. Yeah. TV shows are broadcast. Well, even well, podcasts are broadcast now, though. Yeah. yeah. Right? The big thing now is, like, recording podcasts and putting them up on YouTube. So, yeah, so I don't know. I like true. I like watching broadcast. I think they cross over quite a bit. Well, I'll, broadcast I'll broadcast. are on TV. Like, a football game is broadcast. Yeah. But so, like... Like there's some real popular podcasts that'll do just what we're doing, but they'll you know have a camera on it and they'll yeah. they'll broadcast. And people it live. have suggested to me that we do that, but no one oh, wants to see us. Too much too much technology, you know. We can and get, who wants to see us? Yeah, not me. You I know, do, I, I don't want to see, see you back up back inside your little room there, please. <laughs> you notice we move rooms. And you notice there there's less echo now and it's better quality. Hang on, this is gold. Oh, stop. No, no, stick your head out the door. <laughs> Go ahead. That, that's going to go on our Instagram, Instagram page Instagram. so everybody can see what what my view of Father Scott is right now. Do you, are you still? Head. Are you keeping up with the uh, that uh, that that uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, Instagram. Instagram? Hey, speaking of which, uh, when was the last a, time you updated it? Uh, a couple weeks ago. No, not that long ago. Okay. Yeah. And right. I, I will be sharing something, but I'm going to save it for the cigar review, unless you guys already mm-hmm. did that. No, we haven't. Have okay, okay, okay. no. I'll, I'll, I'll hold off on that then. Yeah, we are waiting yeah. for you. Okay, uh, can I mention, without getting political, okay, so Amy, Uh-oh. what's her name? Amy, uh, uh, Supreme Court Justice Possibility? Oh, Amy, yeah. Amy, yeah. Amy, what's her Gosh. last name? Barrett? Amy Barrett. Barrett, yeah. Amy I forget Barrett. her middle name. Amy or her There's other, a middle name Yeah, there's a name. There's a... A uh, good lady, pro-Catholic, pro, pro-life Catholic. Yeah. That's right. She's Catholic and she she's pro- got like, what, seven, eight kids, six, seven kids. Seven kids. Two of them are adopted. One is special needs. Yeah. Good she's lady. the real deal, man. And she's Absolutely. like, she's educated to the teeth. Um, all the type of education mm-hmm. you would want in a Supreme Court justice. She's lived her life, obviously faithful to the church and to the principles of her faith. Right. Where's the big question, you know, like, well, of course, because her views are are different than um, then the op, you know, then the, then the political camp that opposes her, you know, they're going to say, oh, well, you, you know, you can't have a Catholic on, and the same thing they did with uh, JFK, right? Like is, is your Catholicism going to get in the way of you being able to administer mm-hmm. your duties of state? And, um, and of course nothing could be farther from the truth, right? That, Cause that's not what the church is about. The church isn't about, you know, um, if the church is about you performing your duties to, as a, citizen or, you know, in your duties of state in that country, um, to the best of your ability, informed by a a conscience that you've, you know, formed by your faith. Yeah. So, um, it's not like you just forego reason and you call up the Pope every time you need to make a decision, whether you're a president in the 1960s, like JFK, or if you're Amy Barrett in the 2020 as a Supreme justice, like you don't, you know, she's going to use all the information that has formed her to being a good conscience. Well, there was my understanding. There was a real concern that when, uh, when, uh, JFK was, you know, running for president, that if he were to win that, uh, you know, it'd be the Pope, the Pope, Oh, for sure. You know, calling him on the phone. Here's what you do. I mean, you know, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Well, there's, and there's honestly, and you know, this is something that's not new to us. There's always been anti-Catholic sentiments. We've talked a little bit about it before on this podcast. Right. But, um, and and this is just facts, right? I'm not saying any of this stuff to be controversial, but just as facts that, um, the United States is founded as a Protestant nation, right? I mean, the founding fathers take the, this Protestant ideals and things like that, which is, which is fine. And you know, um, we, we have a great Republic as a result, but, uh, my point in that is there was a lot of anti-Catholic, um, persecution and anti-Catholic bias from the earliest founding days of our country. I mean, you think of the context in which the founding fathers came from a very Protestant Anglican England. Um, some, you know, some of them are Quakers, some of them are Puritans, very anti-Catholic groups, right? I mean, 
even to the point that, and just as an aside, that today in England, like Boris Johnson uh, is a baptized Catholic. I think he was the first prime minister ever in England in the sense of the refounding of the government for 400 years wow. to actually be Catholic. It used to actually be illegal to be a Catholic in the government in England. So this is stuff okay. that like, that seems like it's so distant, so far off, but it's really not right. There was conspiracies, even that the uh, Pope was going to relocate uh, Vatican city and move to the Mississippi river Valley. Wow. This is a big conspiracy amongst Protestants in the 1800s. So, you know, so this kind of stuff is not new. You know, I, I think we were talking about the uh, confirmation hearings when she was a, um, circuit court judge where mm-hmm. the, 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 I think it's the Senate was, was, was interviewing Feinstein. Her. Yeah. And he said, uh, uh, the dogma lives loudly well, within she, you. She, she Feinstein Feinstein. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I said, said the dogma lives loudly within you. And, and, and really it's, you know, it's, it's incredibly insulting. And of course we know that these, um, things like abortion, that, it shouldn't be a controversial issue, right? It's not a religious issue. So yes, absolutely. We have the sanctity of life as Catholics and we, we believe in the dignity of every human person, but something like abortion, it, you shouldn't have to be Catholic or Christian to see and know that, that killing a child is wrong, right? It's not a matter of, um, of individual liberty or individual rights. It's like, where, where's the, where's the rights of the well, child? And that's the right? thing. That's the other thing about that, the, that, uh, misunderstanding of, non-Catholics uh, and what a Catholic would do in, in an office like that. She's also studying justice and law, right? Like the church doesn't say, Oh, well you just, you know, you just study your faith and then that will carry you through all the various types of jobs you may ever have to do. No, a law enforcement, a Catholic law enforcement officer has to study law enforcement and then he has to perform that law enforcement according to the best principles of law enforcement mm-hmm. guided by right? His conscience. And the same thing with, with her, you know, like she's going to study law and she's going to perform it to the best of her ability, according to what an understanding of law ought to be. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not like, you know, applying the principles of theology to law. No, because that doesn't belong there. Right. Right. Other Other than, you know, like say theological principles related to law, let's say. But, you know, and that, that is the beauty of our faith and, uh, is that these things are not just, you know, the Pope sitting up on a throne, throne in Rome, uh, dictating these things to us is that these are objective realities that people can arrive to by their own reason. That's what's so beautiful about our faith is we are a completely rational, logical, and philosophical faith. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, everything that we're saying, everything that we believe as Catholics and as Christians is backed up by sound logic, right? Um, and I, I think that's incredibly important. And I think that, um, that influences and should rightly influence our outlook on the world. So whether that be, um, you know, in any political office or as a justice, right, where you're interpreting the law, I don't see how it's a problem to interpret that in that sort of lens because it founds, right? It, it, I mean, I mean, you talk about natural law, like these kind of founding principles that are that are thrown out the window in our current culture today you know it's like yeah. what basis do you have to make any kind of claim on anything right is it seems to be what what society is saying right but our law our law was built on the foundation our law is not the foundation our law was built on the foundation which is the word of god right okay uh protestant as it was nonetheless the foundation was the scripture and the word of god mm-hmm. so our laws are built uh, on top of that foundation right so it's the the uh the 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 divine law and the natural law as well right okay that formed our law and the other day on on fox news and you know they these programs right there the the panel and they always have that uh lone you know liberal democrat that's on the you ever watch like uh 
Outnumbered. I don't really watch daytime okay. TV. It's on Fox. Okay, it's on the daytime, and it's a show called Outnumbered. And they have five guests, and they have the conservative people, and they have the moderate, and then they have the liberal Democrat. Well, the liberal Democrat was uh, saying that uh, you know, in in defense of uh, uh, Feinstein, okay, um, and and they were obviously talking about the possibility of this Amy uh, Barrett becoming you know the Supreme Court justice um, that. Uh, a person should leave. And and this, by the way, is, you know, uh, Harris. OK, Kamala Harris um, also is is was was back at the time of, of uh, Kavanaugh. OK, when by the way, that made me whole that whole thing made me ill. OK, so was saying that a person who's Catholic should not really apply. OK, that's what I, I took from it. So so this person was was harking back to that. This person on TV the other day saying that a person's faith um, that they should only focus on the law of the land and everything else should be n- not considered. Okay, well, wait a second. The law of the land was built on the foundation of Scripture mm-hmm. or the truth that comes from God. Yeah. That's the foundation. Yeah. You see. Well, and I mean, you know, it only takes reading the first couple lines of the Constitution to see that, right? Um, talking about individual liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. And it also talks about um, that these divinely instituted um, I believe, I believe, I believe they say divinely instituted rights or tenants, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, is that, um, this broader context and culture and, you know, we're falling a bit down the rabbit hole here, but, but we've talked about, you know, the importance of culture and Christian culture to kind of influence the secular world, the secular culture, because there's no, there's nothing to that end. Um, you know, that is truly atheistic culture. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't exist. Right. But what built this country was Christian ideals. Right. The Judeo-Christian values, the the principles, the ideals, right? Right. So if we do away with that, what's holding our country up? It'll crumble, and it's crumbling. Right. The more right. we put, take, take the strip all of the, okay, so we start, you know, with abortion and everything else, right? Uh, we allowing this now, and we're we're totally turning away from the 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 law of the Lord, and we're seeing we're self destructing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. A- am I right? Am I right? Well, you know, and and. I mean, Mother Teresa talked about that extensively when she visited the United States uh, back in the 80s And so did John Paul II. Absolutely. You know that there's, and I forget, I think maybe it was John Paul II who said that there's no liberty and there's no freedom until the youngest in the womb are are, are liberated and free, you know? That's right. And he, and he's one, you know, he said two things that he said, you know, he said, uh, capitalism is a good system, but if it's not, it, it, it has to be built on a moral foundation absolutely for it to be for it to for it to 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 withstand right so mm-hmm. uh, you take away the moral foundation it crumbles yeah the other thing too he says any society that treats its people like disposable you know things like a disposable uh, and and that's what we do with the unborn yeah. baby the, the human life is disposable right. now he said it cannot stand yeah and so yeah. we're we're wondering why you know when we look at things today our divisions uh, gee whiz and we wonder why yep yeah. No, Tony, absolutely. Tony, do you have anything? Tony's awful. Quiet. I've got nothing to say. I was just preparing for the tobacco review. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, the long and the short of it is, you know, let's pray for our country, pray for our leaders, both sides, seriously, you know, both sides of the aisle, pray for our leaders, um, pray for, um, yeah, you know, anybody who's been, who's going to be, be put forth as a justice, um, that they will be truly mm-hmm. just. So just um, by the way, just be prepared for some, well, not some, but a lot of fireworks. Yeah. And I'll say it again. And okay, it is what it is. You can disagree with me all you want. But what they tried to do to Brett Kavanaugh Mm -hmm. in his hearings was despicable. 
despicable. No, of course it was. But I mean, like this goes back to what I was saying about the, the rage, the raging irrationality that's, that we're dealing with in politics and, and in other areas of life, we're dealing with a post-truth society where there is no such thing as truth anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we thought we were dealing, like we thought rational, rationalism was bad 25 years ago. I remember being in college and, and we talked about the era of rationalism. We're at a point where people don't even recognize truth. And, and what results is the chaos mm-hmm. that, we, that we're witnessing. Yeah. Where, where it's okay to say the completely libelous things about Kavanaugh in like official proceedings. Yeah. And not caring if they tore his family and, apart. And, no, and, and, it, and, and, it's, and it's okay. Like that, that's, a, that's fair play. Or the kind of uh, fake news and misreporting that goes on uh, on the evening news networks, right? And and for some of them, like out and out, just like making political ploy. Or how you can go uh, into a debate and say something about one other candidate on the debate stage, and then com- and then become their running mate. Mm-hmm. And then and then after the fact, when questioned about mm-hmm. the the. Uh, diversity of opinion you had on the debate stage say, well, it was just a debate. Yeah, so just, in other oh, words, we, just, get, we get to, just, we get to it's just politics. Yeah. We, we get to lie. In oh, other just, words, is, yeah. is the point. Like we it's get to lie. This is, they always say, oh, it's just politics. Well, then why pay attention to it? You know, the eighth commandment's there for a reason. I've long said the eighth commandment is the, uh, the one that we've, that we most severely offend, uh, in the modern era. But you sure. know, if you think about it too, okay. So going back, say, uh, you know, 20 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, Okay, so uh, they had asked the candidate, are you, you know, about their uh, position on on life in the womb? Well, they would say, personally, I'm opposed. But, you know, who am I to say that a woman shouldn't or can't make that decision? But personally, I'm opposed. They don't even say that anymore. Yeah. Okay, they're they're, they're opposed to partial birth abortion. They just, yeah, you know, uh, there was a time 30 years ago when everybody, you know, in the debates, I'm, I'm opposed to marriage. I believe in marriage between a man and a woman. Right. This is Republicans mm-hmm. and Democrats. Yeah. What happened? What happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell me what has happened. It's a mess. Yeah. Now Pray I'm for our nation. Now I'm all, I'm all depressed now. <laughs> it's a mess. Okay. Well, we got to liven it up. I don't even want to continue anymore. Yeah. Okay, let's so. do the tobacco review. That'll put us, leave us on a good note and then we yeah. can go smoke some tobacco. Smoke cigar. Hey, speaking of which, weren't there two more of those cigars floating around here? Mm, What'd you do with them? Maybe. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you better not have smoked them. <laughs> okay, so that they, these are now. I'm going to review. All right, what are I you reviewing? The uh, Winston Churchill. This is the Davidoff Geneva. Uh, the late hour cigar. Okay, it was a uh, Churchill. Okay, um, probably oh. like a forty some ring gauge. You need like that sound bit when you read that. So it's like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, continue. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now we you lost our listeners. So. Right Isn't that from, uh, what's that creepy. movie? What's that movie? Come on, tell me. <laughs> the Exorcist. No, they, no, stop. <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have that new oh, one where Ferris Bueller yeah. gets a, uh, possessed by the devil. Oh, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. You're Marin. You're ridiculous. Father <laughs> Kenneth. Oh, yeah. Back to the Churchill song. <laughs> oh, yeah, Father Kenneth. <laughs> <Kurt. coughs> 
Okay, so the late, so, the late, anyway, late hour so yeah, by uh, dark skin, by beautiful. Now I did the burn was a little funky. Uh-huh. The burn was funky, but I got to tell you, the taste was bold yeah. yet smooth. Yeah, there you go. Bold yet smooth. What else did you smoke? Anything? That's it. That's because I, I quit. I quit. Judge, I quit. That's true. That was a, that was an exception because we had been given those nice cigars by our friend. Yeah. Scott, Scott Harris, and um, and that and that's why you made the exception mm-hmm. that night. Well, yeah, that was. I also had one, and I would agree with your review. And since then, I've had two others I'd like to mention. Sure. That get A plus is my category. Uh-huh. One of them is the Kentucky Fire Cured. <laughs> Yeah. I'll come back to that in a second. But the other one was Romeo by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo by Romeo y Julieta, identified by the band that says Romeo on it, is absolutely delicious. A great combination, as the review says, of of salty, spicy, and sweet. Yeah. And it deserves its 94 rating from Cigar Aficionado magazine. The cigar uh, called the Kentucky Fire Cured, though, is, I just found out, a Drew Estate cigar. The same, um, the same cigar company that experiments wildly in directions we don't enjoy, yeah. like with the Acid brand. Mm-hmm. Um, they came up with this one. This one's absolutely phenomenal and fun. It's the Kentucky Fire Cured, uh, recommended by David Kalin. Shout out to him, who just moved east of New Mexico, sadly. Uh, but we know he's living the good Catholic life out there with his family. He recommended the cigar. And uh, all I can say about it is if you like smoke, like if you like the taste of smoke or the smell of smoke, like there's such unique... Um, combination of smoke flavor um, with that cigar and the way that it's cured. Um, and uh, yeah, so in fact, there's a fun little reminder that I had while I was uh, smoking it, tasting it, was of um, those Smokey the Bear comics. Did you oh, ever get yeah, those? Yeah. When, 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 when Smokey Bear and the right. firefighters would come to mm-hmm. the school and they would talk to you about preventing forest fires. Right. And there was, I don't know if it was a scratch and sniff or if it was the actual little comic that they handed out. But I just remember something smelling like smoke. <laughs> and that's what that uh, cigar reminded me of. Sounds like, by the way, some of our guys are showing up. And I, I, don't, by the way, I growing up, you know, they had the animated, uh, the animated Smokey Bear, right? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, What's going on out there? Uh, some of our guys are, are showing up. Well, they uh, need to not come into the studio. Well, that's okay that they, you know, that's okay they do. This is just. I told I you know. that's this is this is uh, them encouraging us to hurry up and yeah. get our yeah. get our act together. And there's Zach Guards. Zach Guards all the way back from you know his travels Armando. out in Texas for the last couple yeah. weeks. So shout out, out in Zach the Gard. West Texas town of El Paso. How's it going, Zach? Good to see you, brother. I, I fell in love with, with a Mexican girl. girl. All right, we'll be out there in a second. So, hey, by the way, um, I'm going to cut you off. Those those Churchills, those Davidoff Churchills were so good. So good. I got two more. I uh, I know. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> but no, but but in all seriousness, though, I mean, it, it burned great. Um, you know, sometimes with those Churchill lengths, you, you have to relight. They'll go out, stuff like that. Um, but really, I mean, overall absolutely delicious cigar phenomenal mm-hmm. um so thank you mr harris so much for those those cigars yeah. um between that and now i smoked um the uh gift from tony you bought me the big old um my father's it's not the judge I, yeah i did buy you um, my father's didn't i yeah i can't remember the name of it but it's it's huge it's like a uh it's like mm-hmm. a, a a gordo. Yeah. It's like a, it's it's not that long, but it's uh It's like a it was like a 60 65 yeah, ring gauge like yeah. big old fat cigar. Um delicious delicious taste. I mean typical, right? Uh, my father's always a quality cigar. Um this one uh was definitely ticking towards the Maduro side. So I think it actually was a Maduro. Mm-hmm. Um so the nice leathery skin, uh slightly slightly oily. 
um, the one problem with it was the burn. Mm. I mean, it's such a big ring gauge, and this is a problem that tends to happen with bigger ring gauges. It just starts to burn uneven, yeah. so you get a lot of shelving. So yeah. one side burns quicker than the other, and it just has all these these kind of problems. But I mean, the taste was phenomenal, um, but the uh, the burn is a little wacky. Um, let me jump back to the Davidoff real quick. My first one, um, the, my one issue with it, my one issue was I was getting a lot of tar on the mouthpiece, mm. um, which was which is very unique and uncommon. Um, and so I ended up actually, um, kind of clipping higher up about halfway through the smoke to try and remove some of that tar. And then it ended up being fine after that. But, it was, but I, I noticed that I don't think either one of you had the same kind of like, no. I remember showing you my cigar that the back end of it was like really yeah. getting, uh, getting, uh, pretty, pretty nasty there. So, um, but yeah, that, um, smoked a CAO, uh, the classic, uh, V, um, 660. yeah, V660, um, with our friend, he, he just bought a, um, a 1962 cherry red Mustang. It's true. And so that, that wrapper of that CAO V660 matched exactly the front grill of the Mustang. It is so sweet. So yeah, I, I bought totally one of those cool. as a gift for him too. And so, uh, so we enjoyed that. Um, and otherwise I'm just really enjoying that. Um, speaking of CAO, that, uh, the, the moon, moon trance, moon trance is a good, better you than me. I never, I wasn't really a big fan of it. This is why I donated it to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm enjoying it. I, and I don't know if it's because of the tobacco itself or because, um, I just haven't smoked pipe tobacco in such a long time, yeah. you know, but right I'm on. enjoying it. Cool. Very cool. 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 All right. Let's wrap it up boys. Shall we? Let's wrap it up and smoke it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh hey, listen, uh we continue to build a church. SJVNM.org. It's a place to go and uh, scroll down to donate and I don't know, do we get any uh do we have any shout outs? Uh yeah. Okay. So, we got a new review, boys. We All do. Right. Written review right. on the iTunes machine. This is unbelievable. This is wow. pretty amazing. So, this is phenomenal. This wow. is our first review since quarantine. We should like get a package. We need or a we need a sound effect for we this. We need a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We need a, we need to get our well, radio tell, engineer. What's the story? Okay, so um so this review is uh from Ted uh Charlton. Mm-hmm. Uh he says, uh, five stars, great podcast. Oh. I was writing this review because on this week's podcast, they were begging or maybe asking for people to review the podcast. Begging. It is a good listen with rambling dialogue. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. <laughs> about, about different aspects of living the Catholic faith or what is happening in our society. I'm not a cigar smoker, but I find the reviews insightful and I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm just imagining it. But does Father Scott review the same cigar every week? That's you're not that's imagining true. You're it, not bro. imagining it, Ted. No, nope, it's a real uh, deal. I've been to New Mexico a couple of times, and I cool. love the state. Where's I like from? it when they talk about the weather or the sunsets. I wonder where he's from. Hey, uh, Ted, send us a follow-up email. We'd love to hear where you're from. Yeah. Uh, that's that's super yeah. cool that you found our podcast. Um, and you can send us an email, holysmokes at sjvnm.org, or on Instagram at holysmokescatholic, where, P.S., I'll be sharing a picture of those Davidoffs and the nice yeah. note that we got from Scott Harris. Yeah. Now, uh, hey, listen, uh, you know, because he's from out of town, Ginsburg, you know, who passed away recently. Yeah. So uh, did you know that she came to the uh, uh, Santa Fe Opera every year? Yeah. And she loved New Mexico skies. Yeah. 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 Actually, there's a picture that I was kind of neat going around on uh, Facebook of her shopping. Because, you know, um, in Santa Fe, we have the um, uh, the the Native Americans will set up all their kind mm-hmm. of jewelry wares under mm-hmm. the portico and sell. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, a video, I think, from last year um, of her walking along yeah. there and buying a bracelet. So, Oh, uh, yeah. 
kind of kind of neat stuff. Uh, pray for the repose of her soul. Pray for our country. Let's pray for each other. Yeah, I prayed for when I heard the news. I prayed uh, for her. Mm-hmm. You know, I, her abortion stance yep. just way wacky. But I prayed for her. Well, which is all the more reason why she would need prayers, right? Yeah, that's right. And by the way, she, her family, and uh, Scalia's family. Yeah, good you friends. know they they vacationed together and really. Yeah. Oh yeah, they yeah. were great huh. great friends. Isn't that funny? Her and Scalia. There's all kinds of videos of them like, and they're both like like kind of. Um, uh, jabbing each other like yeah. in these interviews but like as good friends would but like sure and and Scalia this one report was that he would even if he was writing a dissenting opinion would actually write his dissenting opinion and give her a copy of his dissent huh. so then she could write a rebuttal before it went public so it actually wow. helped her write a better rebuttal to his dissent mm-hmm. it's just a really fascinating dichotomy That's you know cool. and, and I think as well maybe in certain ways is a good model for us just as Americans that we don't need to well, you, you wanna, it goes to show you that you right. can be, you can disagree and get along and love each other. Absolutely. And be friends. Absolutely. Right? 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Amen, holy man. All right. We have to go uh, do some, uh, bi- we got bidding it. We got some bidding it to take care of. We do those cigars. are not going to smoke themselves. Say bye. 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 Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.com dot app slash breadbox.